making their way to the ring, the reigning, defending, podcast champ, calling my shots. There's only one way you can take this, and it's in that ring. Who wants to go toe-to-toe with the champ? We are live, and this is Calling My Shots. I am joined by my co-host, Dalton, who is the defeated and disputed loser of this podcast, while I am the undefeated and undisputed champion, who has proved it time and time again. You know, Cliff's trying to start out. I let him do the intro this time. It was very generous. He's he's working on his application to be an intern at ESPN. I'm not trying for ESPN. I'm just doing a better version of the intro for calling my shots, and I think I just succeeded. I think it was way worse. I mean, it's pretty (laughs) obvious. Cliff's been watching a lot of first takes, so he's just pumping that into his vein. Also, I would like to mention Max Kellerman, you're a douchebag. The fact that you're going to sit there and try to say that the NHL isn't a top four sport in America and that there's like no following, you're an idiot. He's disgusting. He disgusts me. I know. That's why you're going to be interning for him. This is why people make themselves throw up. People like him. Disgusting. I mean, it's just, it's such a sham. I mean, the only reason why he thinks that is because the stupid network he works for doesn't cover hockey at all. Because they don't have the ability to. It's too complicated for them, for those feeble minds. Yeah, they just, they don't understand it. You know, it's a game <laughs> of skill. They, they can't predict it, that's for sure. All right, well, we're talking about the NHL playoff scenario. Pretty excited about it. Which, I personally, I hate Gary Bettman, but I got to give him kudos on this. Out of all the proposed, like, restartings of seasons for all the pro sports leagues, I think he's probably done the best job in terms of generating excitement. And if this actually goes through, I think it's going to be awesome. We're looking at a 24-team playoff. Good luck predicting it. Hockey's already incredibly unpredictable. But ice madness, dog. Ice madness. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what it's going to be. 24 teams getting in there. I mean, like I said, good luck predicting it. Hockey's already unpredictable as it goes. But I think, honestly, it'll be a great move for the sport. It'll generate a lot of publicity. And who knows, maybe in the next collective bargaining agreement, they relook at how they structure the Stanley Cup playoffs. Never know. <laughs> Could be. Maybe this, would... is, this, maybe this is what they needed for Max Kellerman to finally start talking about the sport. Well, see, I, I always like more teams in the playoffs. Cause playoffs are way more intense than regular season. You can't go wrong with playoffs. And in my opinion, the Stanley Cup playoffs are probably, or hockey playoffs are probably the best playoffs in all sports. I easily agree with you on that. It's, it's just so much more intense. The only thing that's going to suck is you don't get to hear all the boos and the fan excitement, which kind of makes the sport what it is. But it's happy that sports are coming back and that if we get to see 24 teams, I'm I'm pretty good with it. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Absolutely fine with that. You want to uh, dive in on the Eastern Conference? Yeah, so I just wanted to preface this by saying the way that Cliff and I did our brackets was we did the top four teams who obviously have a bye in the first round. We just based it off who finished the regular season standings, where they where they finished. So obviously in the East, you have Boston 1, Tampa 2, Washington 3, Philly 4. We did that because good luck trying to predict who's going to finish where in seeding, and it just makes it easier. Agreed. So Cliff, starting out in the Eastern Conference round robin, the first matchup we have is the number 5 seeded Penguins versus the number 12 seeded Montreal Canadiens. What do you got in this one? See, we all remember 2010. 
when Carey Price. Yeah, that was also. No, no, no. Carey Price. years ago. Carey Price bent over Crosby and Malkin and had his way with them. He destroyed them. Well, that was back when Carey Price actually used to be a good goaltender. 22-year-old Carey Price. Not... We're not looking at the same Carey Price now. The guy hasn't been good since 2012. I will agree. It's a whole different game. But back then, he did have Crosby's number. I can't argue against that. He had Pittsburgh's number. Back then. But that was, like I said, 10 years ago. It was. Carey Price was a complete dumpster fire in net this year. I don't think he's looked good since 2012. I think he's criminally overrated, and I think the Habs paid him way too much money. Absolutely. He isn't what he used to be. He's he's not he's not an elite goaltender, in my opinion, anymore. He was, but... Back in the heyday, yeah. I mean, he won an MVP. You can't argue against that. You lose your talent as you age. It's just natural, and he's, he's not there anymore, and Pittsburgh has too many offensive weapons. Pittsburgh's going to easily hand them or kick them out of the playoffs. So am I seeing a Boston guy taking Pittsburgh in yeah. round one? You know, know, honestly, it's, honestly, it's, it's a pretty obvious pick. choice. It's five versus 12, you know? <laughs> yeah, to me, I think this is the easiest matchup out of all of the round robin ones to predict. The Penguins are getting Jake Gensel back. He's going to be on the line with Crosby. You know, Crosby came back about a month before the season ended. He was on a tear. I mean, you have two number one goaltenders, in my opinion. I know Murray was shaky during the regular season. But it's Matt Murray. The guy has better playoff stats than even Carey Price. I'm not going to discount that. The Penguins also re-signed Connor Sherry, which I think is an incredible move for him. Sherry's always been a playoff performer for the for the Penguins. He's going to go on the second line with Malkin. Defense defense is a little bit of an issue with the Penguins, but I just think they're going to score so much with all the new firepower that they have. And also, one thing people aren't talking about with the Canadians is that their number two center, Max Domi, Probably will not play in this tournament because he's type 1 diabetic. So there's been a lot of talk about that, you know, with all the COVID-19 concerns. So. Well, the only thing with this matchup is the Can- the Canadians had the most shots on goal in a 5-on-5. Five five. So if, if Flurry or if Matt Murray can uh, hold up, Pittsburgh's going to easily win it. But I think I can see Carey Price maybe stealing a game. The Two Canadians most. don't Two have most. They, they don't have enough scoring depth. Gallagher is probably their best player, and then you have obviously Shea Weber is a superstar. But other than that, on their D line, they're kind of lacking. So the Canadians should have never made the playoffs this year. They were honestly the they had and, the worst record out of anyone that made the playoffs. This is an easy pick, and they wouldn't have made the playoffs if it wasn't for this twenty four uh, team scenario, which does make for you know some interesting series. But you don't know how teams are going to come back after this break. It, could be night and day. Yeah. If they're all rested. They're all healthy. And you got to think pretty much every single player that's injured is going to be back on rosters. So that's going to change a lot of things also. Teams are going to be healthy. Goaltenders are going to be rested. D's going to be rested. They're going to be ready no to play. No one's going into the playoffs hot either. That's the thing because mm-hmm. they've, all, they've all been just playing golf for how long. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> Eating cheeseburgers and getting fat. Yeah. Feel the thrill. Pounding hot dogs. Winning Stanley <laughs> Cups. <laughs> But we have for the next matchup, we have the number five or the number six Hurricanes versus the number eleven New York Rangers. Cliff, who do you have in this one? Pretty easy. Rangers swept them this year. Carolina obviously doesn't want to play them because they were opposed <laughs> to this whole playoff scenario because they knew they were going to play the Rangers. Yeah, there was only two two owners or two franchises that opposed the new playoff tournament, and they were one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but you have Lundqvist and goal and. 
you don't get much better, especially in the playoffs when, you know, crunch time matters. They have two pretty good young goaltenders also. Yeah, but you're going to rely on your vets in the playoffs. It's, every sport does. We'll see. And Carolina, they're an average team, and the Rangers are their kryptonite. They're not going to get past them. It's going to be an easy game or easy series for the Rangers, in my opinion. See, the thing is, the Hurricanes, yes, last year went on an incredible run, made the Eastern Conference Finals. I just don't think it's repeatable. I think it's a fluke. I also hate the Hurricanes fan base. It's trashy. And they're also very bandwagon. Like, they're one of the worst teams in attendance. And then the one year that they do good, people actually come. <laughs> but that's a whole another rant. I agree with Cliff here, which is surprising. But the Rangers have had the Hurricanes number. The last 37 times they've played, they're 31-6 and six against the Hurricanes. Pretty obvious why the Hurricanes don't want to play them. Artemi Panarin and Zibanejad were one of the two hottest tandems in the league before the whole shutdown. The Rangers were also one of the hottest teams. I know Carolina's going to get Dougie Hamilton back on the on the blue line. I just I don't think they have enough scoring to keep up, and I, I do think that they the Rangers end up rolling with Blunquist. This is kind of his last shot to make a run. He stands on his head this series. Yeah, agreed. Even with uh, the Rangers' youth on their team, I think they're one of the youngest rosters, if not the youngest roster in the NHL right now. I have to like Sebastian Ajo because we share the same last name, just so you viewers know. But besides him and Teravainen, like I said, I just don't think they have enough scoring. Yeah, agreed. Moving on, we have the number 7 Islanders versus the number 10 Panthers. I'm interested to see who Cliff has in this matchup because, to me, I think it's a toss-up. But Yeah, it, it, it is a toss-up, but I, I have the Panthers winning. It's pretty much a clash of styles. Panthers are the best when unleashing an offensive downpour, while New York is best when they stop that from happening. Yeah. But I always go with offense, especially in hockey. you got to score goals, and the Panthers produced the fifth most even-strength goals this year. Just off that, you'd have to go with the Panthers, in my opinion. For the first time in podcast history, or calling my shots history, Cliff and I have agreed on the first three picks. I'm also taking the Panthers in this one. Barry Trotz is a hell of a coach. I can't take that away from him. But I think the Islanders, they just lack superstars. Besides Barzell, I know they have Everly and a couple other solid players, but they just don't have enough scoring to contend here. And I'm also really concerned about their goaltending. I know Bobrovsky for the Panthers had a down year, but I think he bounces back. You know, he needed all this rest. I think he comes in and kind of performs how he did last year for the Blue Jackets in the playoffs. I also... Yeah, four, the Panthers have a ton of superstars with Huberto. They have Joel Quenville now as their coach. The guy won three Stanley Cups. I just think he's going to get it get it rolling for sure. Get it in there. So moving on to the next matchup, we have the number eight Toronto Maple Leafs versus the number nine Columbus Blue Jackets. What do you got in this one? Ooh, Toronto's defense is the only way they lose this. Frederick Anderson, I mean, he can only do so much, so as long as Toronto's weak defense can hold up, they're, they're going to win, especially with Austin Matthews, Tavares, Mitch Marner. It's going to be enough against them, or against Columbus. Especially when Columbus doesn't have Bobrovsky back, or lost Bobrovsky, lost Duchesne, lost Panarin. They're just not the same team they used to be. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm also taking the Maple Leafs in this series. The Blue Jackets last year were a great team, and I know Tortorella's, he's going to have his guys fired up. He's a great coach. Getting Seth Jones back on the defense. But to me, I mean, it's all going to come down to Merzlinkis and goal. I know he looked great during the regular season, but I'm just not sold that he's playoff ready. I also think the Maple Leafs have way too much star power for them to lose this matchup. 
And their top two lines are probably the best in all of hockey with Tavares, Matthews, Nylander, Mitch Marner, you name it. I think their defense is getting better with Morgan Riley, and the Jake Muzzin signing helps them a lot. So to me, this is an easy pick. I'm taking the Maple Leafs. Looks like we got all the same picks. Very interesting. This is probably the first time it's this ever crazy. happened. This yeah. is crazy. This is crazy. Moving on to the Western Conference round robin, we have the number five Oilers. First and number 12, Blackhawks. Cliff, what do you got? This <laughs> one? You got a bunch of star players on this. McDavid, Dreisaitl, versus Taze and Kane. And for a treat, but it's like a generational thing. The young Bulls are going to take over the old Bulls. And, I, yeah, I got Edmonton winning pretty pretty easy, honestly. I, I just don't think Chicago has the uh, defense to keep up with Edmonton's offense. Honestly, I, I couldn't agree anymore. The only way I think this series goes the other way and the Blackhawks have a chance is if Corey Crawford stands on his head, hmm. which he is a great playoff goaltender, but he's also getting up there in age. Patty Kane's amazing. He's had an incredible season. Their star players are getting up there in age with Seabrook and Duncan Keith on defense. To me, they don't have enough firepower scoring to keep up with the Oilers, and I think McDavid and Dreisaitl go on an absolute tear. Then you also have Clefbaum. He's starting to get better. You know, he's aging in to become that number one defender for the Oilers. My only issue with them is goaltending, but I think that they have enough scoring power to get through it. See, now we're just lacking content with all this agreeingness. Like, we don't have anything to disagree about. (laughs) Well, I can inform the viewers how Cliff managed to make a random account on Podbean called it AAA, to comment about how he's the heart and soul of the podcast, which just shows how much this Chewbacca-looking dude takes the time out of his day to hype himself up. Could be insecurities, could be whatever else. All I'm going to say is pride comes before the fall. And Cliff, say hi to the bottom of Mount Everest for me. Hello, Mr. Everest. (laughs) But we will point out that there was another comment left that had nothing to do with me. Still said that I was smarter, even though in society standards, I guess people would assume you are, which if they met you, they would understand that you are part disabled. That's, I think, politically correct term nowadays. But here we are making the same picks. I don't hear you uh, have anything to say about that. Yeah, you know, the part disabled part doesn't make any sense (laughs) to me. I mean, if anything, Cliff is mentally disabled. We all know that. Or just by all the picks that he's made so far. Sure, one guy made a comment on the podcast. Undefeated and undisputed on this podcast. You're listening like said, to the would, loser. He would make a great intern for first take, that's for sure. Or he could join his boy, Skip. Or anyone else in the mainstream media. You know, that's probably where Cliff belongs because he's not smart enough to go on his own. That's for sure. Well, let's just jump back to the earlier podcast when I called you Skip. And now you're trying to take my joke and reverse it. No, it's just because you're using their exact same catch line. I mean, their show is called Undisputed. That has nothing to do with the... uh, Do they say Undisputed and Undefeated? Are they Undisputed and Undefeated? You add the Undefeated part, which the only reason you got that was from the intro that I came up with. Am I Undisputed and Undefeated on this podcast? Yes or no? No. Moving on. How so? Oh, yeah. We're going to move, we're gonna viewers, move on because... The viewers do not care about two random bets that were made. They want to... All they care about is who is going to explain the sports better to them. And that's an excuse from a loser. Like I said, Cliff has a lesser IQ. He just doesn't understand what the viewers want. That's okay. Didn't hear you saying that when I was checking out your AC, but... Yeah, store. I did. My AC is down at my house. <laughs> I'm not the most hands-on guy. I can admit that, but you know, that's why I need the real power. 
I make up for it in brain power. No, he needs a real man. Moving on. Shit. Predators <laughs> versus the Coyotes. Cliff, who do you got in this one? Ooh. Pretty controversial take on this. I got that Coyotes winning. Nashville is always a team that looks good on paper, but they just don't ever produce, except in 2017 when they did make the playoff or make the Stanley Cup Finals, but lost. But Pekka Rene, he's he's not who he used to be. He's declining. He significantly declines. <laughs> and even though Arizona finished below them, Taylor Hall, Phil Kessel, and Clayton Keller, they're going to start to produce. They're going to be who they were meant to be, and they're going to take this series pretty easily, in my opinion, especially with this break. So I think that the break, you have to account for the break just because you're, you're getting rest. You're getting a whole different attitude towards it. Now you know you're in a playoff format. You're pumped up. I, I got to go with the Coyotes. Well, it helps the Coyotes because they don't have any fans anyway. So maybe not having fans in the stadium is a good thing for them. But we're going back to the call my shots glory days here. And we have our first pick that we disagree on. I'm taking the Preds on this. I don't think Taylor Hall has been that great for the Coyotes. I know they're getting Darcy Kemper back, but he hasn't played in a while. I think he's going to be a little bit shaky to start. And Nashville just has such a shutdown defense. I know they lost P.K. Subban, but you still have Ekholm. You still have Roman Yossi, the captain of that team. The Matthew Shane signing was big for him. They still got Forsberg. They're just a solid, savvy veteran team. Firing Laviolette, getting a new coach. They started to play way better after that. I just don't think that the Coyotes are there yet to compete with the big boys in the West. See, I don't think Nashville's the big boys. I think they just disappoint every you mentioned, year. You mentioned that Pecorine, you know, hasn't been good this year. I agree with you. But if you look at UC Soros, I think that's who they're going to start. He's been a solid netminder for him. How he does might he do not in the be, playoffs? We haven't seen it yet. Exactly. You haven't seen it. Boom. Doesn't matter. Roasted. The Coyotes Loser. aren't going to be able to score. And on ladies their- and gentlemen, that is why I am undefeated and undisputed. But what Cliff fails to realize is how great the Nashville Predators defense is, and they're just going to shut down all the Coyotes scorers. I mean, it's quite simple. We haven't seen the Coyotes in the playoffs. They're lucky to even get in. No chance to take out the big boy, the badass Nashville Predators. Throw those captains. Well, I, I can say we should. we will definitely be watching this series. For sure, <laughs> it's going to be a fun series. Though you can't, you can't say that you can't see the uh, Coyotes upsetting them, I mean, especially a, after the break. It's a popular pick, you know. It's a pick that people make that don't really keep up with hockey too much. They look up the brackets, and that's they take mm. who everyone else is taking without actually digging into it. You know. Yeah. So you got the number eleven in Coyotes going over what the uh, number five Nashville. Like that's a popular pick. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people are taking the Yotes on this. Who knows? I can't see it. Moving on to the Canucks versus the Wild. Who do you got in this one? Ooh. So I think this is the most even matchup you have in, in this round. Yeah, uh, Flame, the next one's pretty even, too, in my see, opinion. I, I think this one's more uh, even. But I'm pretty much just picking the Wild purely because of uh, Kevin Piala, who uh, helped push the Wild going 15-7-1 and and since mid-January. He's... To me, the only reason that they're in this scenario. So I, I got to go with the Wild over the Canucks. I actually agree on this pick. A lot of people have the Canucks making it super far. I've even seen some teams or some people taking the Canucks to go to the Stanley Cup this year. I know they have a great young core, you know, with Brock Besser. They have Jacob Markstrom. But I just I don't think they're quite there yet and that their playoff inexperience is going gonna, is gonna to show. The Wild, they're a veteran-savvy team. I'm a little bit concerned about Dubnik. But Zach Parise, Miko Koivu, you're right about the Kevin Fiala signing. That was a huge move for him. It really bolstered their offense a lot. 
And then obviously you have Ryan Suter on the defense. You know, their defense is one of the, it's the strength of their team. And I'm looking for Dubnik to rebound in this series. And I just think the wild advance. And here you go. Following me again. Follow the leader, ladies and gentlemen. Follow the leader. Absolutely not true. This is just how it happened to shake up. Trust me, it pains me that I agree with even any of these picks with Cliff. If you guys listen to the show, you know that. So this is this is a fluke occurrence, but it just happens. It's just how it's happening. Luck of the draw. It just happens. Moving on, Flames versus Jets. Who do you got in this one? <sighs> yeah, I would agree. You know, it's a very close matchup. But Jets have more talent. Had five players score at least twenty goals, including Kyle Connor, who scored thirty-eight. He's been he's been a, a great player for him this year. But yeah, I mean Kyle Connor, guy's nasty. But the uh, I mean Calgary, they only had three guys who scored over twenty, and they have a new coach as well who uh, they gave in the middle of the, or gave a, gave the job to in the middle of the season, and it could affect them. So I'm I, I just have to go with, with Winnipeg. Pretty much, I, I just see it as a safer safer choice, honestly, and. But it's a close matchup. You guys remember on the last podcast how Cliff wasn't a stats guy? And that was kind of his big thing about harping on, oh, stats don't matter. It's all about the intangibles. Well, if you've noticed with all of his picks so far, the only thing he's used is stats, which makes me happy. You know, he's finally coming around to my philosophy of thinking and finally learning how to use logic and arguments. Well, see, you have to when you have a whole break in the middle of a season and when teams are restarting, you have to purely base everything off their roster and how they did before. Quip, you know, I'm, I'm it's really... Pretty, it's pretty easy. I'm you know, really I, proud you, of you for you being... You went to college, about, so I'm I really, kind of thought you'd be able to understand this logic. I'm a stats guy in general. Everyone knows that. I'm just really happy that you're finally starting to become a more logical person. There's just no way to base this stuff off of. But moving on, I mean, on the same... For the Flames versus the Jets, I do agree this is a toss-up to me. This series is going to come down to goaltending, and I just don't trust Riddich. I don't think he's a good goaltender at all. And Connor Hellbuck arguably was going to be the Vesna winner this year. He had an incredible season, kind of backpacked the team. And the Jets, Shifley, Wheeler, Patrick Laine, they have scores all around them. I know their defense is a little bit of a question mark, but to me, between Hellebuck standing on his head and the scoring that they have, I'm taking the Jets. And that was the last pick for uh, that little first round, wasn't it? And out of the round robin, we only disagreed on one pick. One pick. Did you Woo. look at that. So moving on to the next round. Maybe uh, I'm rubbing off on you. Maybe you're actually starting to pick up. No, know. see, it's like I told the viewers a little bit ago. Cliff's just thinking more logically and using statistics to actually back his argument now. Yeah, but somehow I always win when we disagree. So and the what, short, what would you call and the that? the short two picks that we've done. Congrats. So you have a 0% winning percentage while I have a 100% winning percentage. Oh, I'm batting which, a thousand. Which is why I I'm qualify as the undisputed and undefeated champion of now this people, podcast. People are getting sick of your same catch lines, Cliff. you got to come up with something more clever. So for the Bruins and the Rangers, pretty sure I know who you're going to take on this, but right, it, who do you got winning? It's pretty easy. It's going to be a bloodbath. You know, you got Marchand, Bergeron, Fashionac. They're going to destroy Lundqvist. New York will be on their heels the entire time. It's not even going to be close. And yeah, New York is a very underrated team. I, I think we can both agree on that. But they're not going to have the offensive power or the defensive power to keep up with Boston. And no, there's no better team that plays off chemistry off their lines in Boston, in my opinion. The Rangers have D'Angelo. Their defensive, their defense is getting better. Their young core is getting better with Denarin and obviously with Zabinajad. 
But I agree. I don't think they're going to take out the bad boy Bruins in this one. They're just overmatched completely. The Bruins, as much as it pains me to say this, they do have the best first line in all of hockey. Their defense is, can be a little bit of a question mark at time, but they also have Tuka Rask. Mm. So to me, to me, it's a... Dude. The Rangers are solid. They're an up-and-coming team. I just don't think they're ready to hang with the big boys in the East yet. Not Take quite. The Bruins. So moving on to our next pick. We have the Battle of Florida, the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Florida Panthers. Who you got? Pretty easy. Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, who else do you have? So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I got Tampa. They're they're easily the easiest team you can pick to win the whole thing. But the only downside of Tampa is they're such a streaky team. It's it's a mental game for them. Like, yeah. can, they, can they get over the mental hurdle? They got swept by the Blue Jackets last year in the, the first round. Yeah, but Blue Jackets also had a, a way better team. But, but yeah, no, Tampa, they ha- I think they have the most talented roster in the, in the NHL. It's hard, to, it's hard to argue against that. And, yeah, the, their only downfall is, for whatever reason, they're a streaky team. And well, if, they, if they get past that first round, I don't see anybody stopping them because they're going to be on a heater. Easily, if they lose this first-round matchup, John Cooper's getting fired. Oh, they, they, yeah, need, they need a new <laughs> this, this is kind of his last chance. I agree with you here. I think Ryan McDonough is a hell of a defenseman. He's going to shut down Huberdo, whoever the top scorer is. He's a shutdown defenseman. The Lightning are just stacked all around with Kucherov, Stamkos, Braden Point, up and coming forward. Vasilevsky's a great goaltender. If they lose this, the Tampa Bay Lightning might be worse than the Los Angeles Dodgers in terms of choking. <laughs> and John Cooper's getting fired. Moving on to the next round. You're done. So, in the East, we have the Washington Capitals versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Cliff, who do you got in this one? <sighs> as much as I want to pick the Maple Leafs, I just can't do it. I'm not going to go against Ovechkin. I'm not going to go against Holtby. And even though Florida has, you know, produced, or they were fifth in gold this year, I, I just don't see it all. I don't see him getting past the Capitals. For me, I, I disagree with Cliff here. Ooh. I think the Capitals with, I think Braden Holpe is on his way out in Washington. This playoff series reassures that. They don't have Barry Trotz anymore, which I think was a huge factor to their success. I think the Maple Leafs are a little bit, they have better scoring depth. You know, the Capitals core is getting up there in age. I really like the Maple Leafs this year. I think they're going to get hot. Once they get past that first round and past that hurdle, four years in, but now they get hot. They take out the Capitals. Like I said, I mean, of course, you have Ovechkin, Knetsov, you have everyone else on that core, but I just think Holpe's going to blow this series. And I'm a little bit concerned about the Capitals' defense and, like I said, having a new coach. Wow, you have no faith in Holpe at all. No, I think he's on his way out. Hmm. Well, well, we'll disagree on that. I don't think he's on his way out. I I think he's still, you know, not an elite, but a very close to above, or a very above average goaltender. Not this year. He had one of the worst save percentages in the league. And All honest, right. honestly, they've played their backup more than they played Holpe this year. You're talking pre-COVID. Yeah. We're not talking post-COVID. It could it's, happen. It's a completely different scenario. You gotta, you gotta put that into play. I'm just judging off what I've seen lately from Holpe and the fact that they don't have Barry Trotz anymore. I think that's a killer for him. And the Maple Leafs firing Mike Babcock was an incredible move. That's what they needed more of a player's coach that could just get the best out of all the superstars that he has and manage all the egos on the Maple Leafs, and I think that's going to be a huge difference. you got to play to win the game. got to play to win the game. So moving on, we have the Battle of Pennsylvania, 
the Philadelphia Flyers versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. And for hockey's sake, I hope this matchup happens. I do as well. This is one of the, the greatest rivalries in the sport. I hate the Flyers because I'm a Penguins fan, obviously, but it would be great for, for hockey to have this series. Who do you got in this one, Cliff? It's hard to go against Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know, I, I don't believe in Corey Hart. I think Pittsburgh's uh, offense is too dangerous. I think they're too overwhelming. I think the Flyers are just going to be on their heels. So I got Pittsburgh advancing. I went back and forth on this pick a lot, trying to be unbiased and just evaluating hockey. And I hate the Flyers. I'll preface that. I do think they have a really solid team this year with Drew, Borchuk. They're getting JVR back. Cliff is right, as much as that also pains me to say. Carter Hart is mm, going to be the difference maker. good. <laughs> and now he's bloating. What else is new? Like I said, pride hey, comes before the fall. I'm the heart and soul of this podcast. Remember that. Judging by your own standards on the fake account you made on Podbean. Congrats. I don't have a fake account. I have my own account. Okay, your own account that you randomly made so that you can comment to make yourself feel better. Let's preface I'm not making that. myself feel better. <laughs> we all know what happened last. It's podcast. just it's it's more of an insecurities thing, guys. But I did what, as much as I go back. I did and, what Carrie Price did to Crosby and Malkin in 2010. I've had my way with you, simple as that. And you even absolutely, admitted it. absolutely not. And you just accepted it at that point. <laughs> never, that's what you did. never did. I say that. Like I said, it's not Cliff, what you said. It's how you said it. Cliff is on an ego struck. Undefeated he had, and he undisputed. Do, he had to create an account to, to make comments so he could feel better about himself. That's okay. We see he's learning how to use logic in his arguments. I'm <laughs> proud of him for that. I did go back and forth on this pick with the Penguins and the Flyers. I do have the Penguins taking this. I think it's going to be a close series. It always is with the Flyers. It's going to be a bloodbath. Real hard to pick your team to win the uh, win, a, win the round against the Flyers. I went back and forth on it. Like I said, I just don't think the Flyers haven't been able to beat the Penguins in the playoffs in a long time. Yeah, and Carter Hart's only a good home goaltender. And like I said, you got Matt Murray and Tristan Jari with Jake Ensel coming back. They have an incredible power play. The Connor Sherry signing was huge. And you can't go wrong with Crosby and Malkin and Mike Sullivan as their coach. Yeah, it's too much offensive power. So, moving on to the Western Conference, we have the St. Louis Blues versus the Minnesota Wild. Who do you got in this one? See, I got uh, the Blues versus the Coyotes. Oh, yeah. Upset alert. The defending champs go down, and they're going down on their knees accepting it. <laughs> the Dark Horse, which is the Coyotes, who I have as my Dark Horse, they're, they're going to manage to come together. Taylor Hall, Phil Kessel, I just think this break is exactly what they needed, and that's what's going to make this matchup. Uh, or that, That's what makes me choose Arizona to beat the Blues is because of that this break. I, they, did, they haven't lived up to expectations. I think it's going to change, and Blues go out upset. That is a crazy hot take. You know, one thing about Phil the Thrill Kessel, he's never been able to perform unless he was wearing the black and gold. Just want to point that out. In my mat, in my bracket, I have the St. Louis Blues versus the Minnesota Wild. I have the Blues winning the series easily. They're getting Tarasenko back. Jordan Bennington. Boo! The Blues, the, Blue, the Blues are a solid team in the Stanley Cup champions last year. They didn't lose anyone. They're getting Tarasenko back. They have Jaden Swartz. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what someone who knows nothing about a hockey would pick. That matchup, yeah, I'm going to pick the defending champions. To Over the them. Minnesota Wild, the Wild are lucky they even made the playoffs this year. They can't, they can't contend with the scoring of the Blues. Devin Dubnik is not as good as Jordan Bennington. Also, Jake Allen had an incredible year this year, too. So they have a two-headed monster at goal. Tarasenko's coming back. 
Braden Shed, you name it, they're just loaded. They have some of the best depth in the NHL. Easy pick. I'm just glad my co-host actually did his uh, due diligence in these picks instead of getting uh, roasted like last week. So I will give you kudos, and I am impressed. Hey, for for hey, all no, you, for hey, all for all you viewers, that's a compliment. The hey, only no, that's a compliment. I'm <laughs> seriously impressed with how you managed to change from last week. <laughs> to this week. It, it's I, honestly... do, I do want to point something out to the viewers. Cliff, he doesn't watch hockey. He knows nothing about it. All he did was sit there and play video games to try to sound intelligent about his picks. Yes. Do I uh, learn who, who's good and who's not by playing the game? Absolutely. Hey. So throw his logic and statistics <laughs> out the window. We now know how Cliff makes his picks. It's off playing video games. Hey, if it were, apparently it works because I'm undefeated and undefeated. Shut up. Everyone's heard it. Move on. Can you Next. see how annoyed he's getting? <laughs> Not, can you not imagine? It, can you imagine old. if he was able to say that? Oh my! Oh my gosh! I, I actually beat Cliff. I actually beat him. Like this is what's going I through. Beat him, I beat him on every podcast just by my superior sports See, analysis. This is what's running through his mind: is how am I going to be able to beat Cliff on this podcast? How am I going to be able to upstage him? And you know, I'll tell you, Cliff. You Cliff texts Cliff text me every single night. Dalton, thank you so much for letting me finally get my spotlight for coming on the show. Like I said, <laughs> I'm the heart and soul of this podcast. He likes to think so. <laughs> Cliff, on your next bracket, who do you got? Oh, I got a uh, Colorado versus the Wild. Yeah, Colorado's been playing red hot. I'm not gonna go against Landeskog, McKinnon, and Randon. They're gonna destroy the Wild. It's not in me close. Like you said earlier, Wild shouldn't even be in the playoffs. That's such an easy pick. It is an easy pick. Very easy pick. I mean, that's the same argument you tried to make against the Blues. Like I said, the Wilder overmatched. But see, I, against I, the Avalanche. I was just the mocking. Blues beat the Avalanche last year. See, what you don't understand is I was just mocking you, and I was getting into your head, which I obviously see, did. Which, like I said, the viewers already know how much of an egomaniac Cliff is by everything I pointed out earlier. In my <laughs> in my matchup, in my matchup, I have the Colorado Avalanche versus the Winnipeg Jets. To me, I think this could be a close series. The Jets are kind of a dark horse coming out of the West. I think the fact that they don't have home ice advantage is going to hurt them a lot because they definitely feel off their crowd. But to me, the Avalanche are just way too damn good. And they have the best lineup in all of hockey. You have Cole McCarr emerging on the defense as one of the best defenders in the entire league. He's probably going to win the Calder Trophy this year. You look at their top line with McKinnon, Landeskog, Rantanen, you name it. They also had top five goalie play all year. You think I Colorado can't... has a better uh, roster than Tampa Bay? Yes, in my opinion, I do. Interesting. Not according to NHL 20. Yeah. If you want to base <laughs> your, your projections off simulations you did on NHL 20, that's fine. But you're coming from the hockey expert. Hockey expert here. Clint, who do you got in your next matchup? Ooh, Golden Knights versus Winnipeg. Yeah, so uh, I always say this name wrong, but uh, Hellebuchuk or Hellebuchuk. Hellebuck. He's Cliff's, gonna, Cliff's not a hockey guy. You know, not, not if you quite. Do you not play NHL 20 with the volume on? I mean, they should have made that announcement before. Honestly, I, I don't think I've ever played again, which is crazy. But yeah, I, I haven't played against him. But he's gonna have to come to come up big against uh, Pacioretty and company. But I'll take him over Flurry any day of the week. Thanks. So you have the Winnipeg have the Jets. Jets beating the Golden Knights. That's an incredibly hot take. In my bracket, I have the Golden Knights versus the Nashville Predators. I have the Golden Knights moving on. To me, they're one of the deepest teams in the NHL. They lack a number one superstar. Patch Reddy, adding him, even though he sucked for the Penguins, 
He had 71 points this year, and I mean, the guy played lights out for him. With Shea Theodore, Braden McNabb, their defense is stacked. You have Marc-Andre Fleury in goal. I just think that they have a deeper team than the Predators. And firing Gerard Glant and hiring Pete Debrower from the Sharks, I think it was a great and aggressive signing that the front office made. And to me, I'm taking the Golden Knights in this one easily. At least we're disagreeing on some stuff. I wouldn't really like to agree on everything. It's surprising the amount of things we agreed on. You have to follow the leader. If that's what you want to tell yourself, Cliff. Listen, I'm a natural born leader. I've been I've been hearing it my whole life. And now I'm... We all know you're asinine, Cliff. Absolute <laughs> asinine. In your opinion. My very correct opinion. Your very old opinion. All right. Who do you got in your next in your next matchup? Edmonton versus Stars. I'm just not a believer in Dallas. Other than uh, Bishop and Tyler Sagan, I don't really see that. I don't like anyone else who they have. You're pretty much telling me that they have to stop Edmonton's offense, which isn't going to happen with, uh, you know, Dreisaitl, McDavid, and Nugent Hopkins. They're... <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to get destroyed. Even though the Stars have a superior goalie in Ben Bishop, I just don't think they have enough to beat them. I have the same matchup in my bracket, the Stars versus the Oilers. I know you have Radulov, you have Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan, but I just I agree with Cliff on this pick. I don't think that they have enough I star bet you power do. Ted. I bet you do. Oh, shove it up your ass. <laughs> shove it up your ass. This is a very easy pick. The Oilers are 10 times better offensively. They're going to steamroll these playoffs. We all know how lights out. All world, McDavid and Dreisaitl are. Kleffbaum's playing a lot better. To me, it's an easy pick. I got the Oilers moving on. The Stars choke every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're yeah. the lightning of the West. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you come up with something original. Everyone, please give him a round of applause. I'm look the, look at OG. him. I'm he's shiny. He's, he's glowing I'm, with his compliment. He's blushing. It's embarrassing now. But. Cliff, <laughs> shut up. You're disgusting. <laughs> moving on. To the semifinals in the East, who do you got in your first matchup? All right. This, it, you know, it, it was a tough one. It was Boston versus Pittsburgh, but you got Rask. I mean, here, here's what you got. You got Rask versus Murray, Char versus Latang, Bergeron versus Crosby. It's an insane amount of talent on the ice. I think both of us can agree on that. It would be a good matchup if it right. happens. I don't have it happening. You know, it would be a crazy matchup with the amount of talent that would be on right. the ice, but. Boston is a whole different animal. President Cup trophy winners, you know that. Yeah, Pres- President's Cup trophy winners statistically do not do well in the playoffs. You've seen it happen. You've seen it happen plenty of times over and over. But I have. I love that. I have Boston winning. They have the most chemistry. Uh, you, you just Pittsburgh's not going to beat Boston. They're not going to get past them. I honestly think it's. I, I'll give Pittsburgh a game, but that's about it. I don't. I don't see them standing up to them. Well, that's a ridiculous take. But in my matchup, I have the Bruins versus the Maple Leafs. Another matchup I know a lot of people would love to see. The last three times they've played in the playoffs, it's gone to Game 7. Could have went either way. They always have crazy uh, series. Yeah, they do. But in this one, I have the Maple Leafs finally getting past the hurdle, taking out the Boston Bruins. To me, Rask can be a shaky goaltender sometimes if you get on him early. I know he puts up good stats. But the one argument you can make against him is he hasn't been able to win that big game. Hasn't won a cup. He was the backup whenever the Bruins did win their cup in 2011. We haven't seen it happen yet. And I just think that the Maple Leafs have better scoring depth. Like I said, getting rid of Mike Babcock is what they needed. They lack a little bit on the defense department, but I think Freddie Anderson's going to carry the series. And like I said, with Tavares being there now, you have Matthews, you have Nylander. Jake Muzzin finally gives them a little bit of veteran presence on the defense. 
and Morgan Riley's playing a hell of a lot better than he ever has before. I think the Maple Leafs take this one. I do think it goes the distance like it always does, but they finally overthrow the Bruins. It, you know, and it, it's very possible because they always play them so damn close, but why are you going to uh, try and change history there? The Bruins always pull it off. That's why... That's it's why bound, you lose. It's bad. No, it's bound. Like I, I said, I, don't I know, based it. No, like I, I said, I don't know. Better, goes better, score, head. better scoring depth. I've already made this argument. I can make no. it again for you if you want. Better scoring depth. New coach, no. which is what they needed. <laughs> They're going to get on Rask early, who has not been able to win the big game. It's incredibly hard to go to back-to-back Stanley Cups. Not every team can be the Penguins. Just saying. See, this is the year the Maple Leafs do it. This is why you lose all your bets. Is nope. there, there's something in your head or there's something in your gut that makes you pull for a team that is that isn't going to win, and it blows my look, mind that you can look, you you do this continuously. All I don't know. All all the I teams, don't know if anybody understands what you're doing, but because I I don't. You just have to wait and see. The Maple Leafs are going to go incredibly far in the playoffs this year. I've already given you all the arguments as to why. You know, viewers listening, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, the Maple Leafs are going to get hot. It makes sense in their head. Plus, it takes the team about four years of getting their ass kicked before they finally just say, you know what, to hell with it. We're going to do wait, it. Wait, wait. Is, is that from personal experience? No. It's just, if that's just what at, it seems no, like. If you're you look, talking off personal if you look, experience. <laughs> if you look at the trends in hockey, that's just what happens. And like I said, the the Bruins Maple Leafs matchups in the past have always been a, a toss-up. It could have went either way. They're a lot better now since adding Tavares. They didn't have Tavares the last time they played the Bruins. To me, that's an X factor for them. I'm taking the Maple Leafs. Kudos to you, but not going to happen. Just wait and see, Cliff. Just wait and see. All right, well, I got uh, Tampa, Bay, Tampa Bay versus Washington for uh, the next matchup. And th- this one's pretty easy to me. Tampa Bay, too much talent. <laughs> you, you're, you're just not going to be Stamkos. And uh, Vasilevsky, Hedman, uh, they have the most talented roster in the NHL. It, you just can't beat them. If, Next to the Avalanche. In your opinion, I, I don't personally see it. But, but yeah, Tampa Bay, if, if, they're, if they make it past round one and they get on their little streak, there's not any team that can beat them, in my opinion. Well, they've also had a tendency to choke in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, yeah, it, it, it happens, but I, I just think this year's different. Well... For my scenario, I have the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think this is going to be an incredible matchup. It's going to come down to a couple things, goaltending, but then it's also going to come down to defense. What scares me, what scares me. Wait, no, no, wait, wait. Goaltending. Yeah. You're comparing Murray to Vasilevsky. What I'm saying, hear me out. You don't even let me make my argument. So don't interject until you hear my entire argument. Continue. Offensively, I would say they're about even in terms of being able to score. Wrong. Yeah. You have Sidney Crosby. You have Evgeny Malkin. They're also getting Jake Gensel back. You have Connor Sherry. They signed Jason Zucker from the Minnesota Wild. They have one of the best power plays. That easily matches up with all the forward depth of the Tampa Bay Lightning. What I'm saying is the one thing that really concerns me in this matchup is the fact that the Tampa Bay Lightning have Ryan McDonough, who... As a Penguins fan, I know this. He has had Sidney Sydney Crosby's number over and over and over again. I hate the guy because of that, but I can't deny his ability to be able to shut down Crosby. And if Crosby can't get it going in this well, series, they're not going to win. So to me, I have the Tampa Bay Lightning beating the Penguins. But see, it, 
it's kind of like me and you. Like I'm McDonough, you're Crosby. I'm mentally in your head, and you cannot. That get has me absolutely out. nothing to do. You with cannot it. Is, get me out of. That your is the most head. erroneous argument I have ever heard in my entire life. I don't know. You sound listeners, as bad as Max Kellerman right now, honestly. Please, listeners, let's uh, <laughs> add to the comments and see what you think. We do. It would be it comments. would be nice to get comments. It would also shout out to the new Call of My Shots logo. So moving on. For my semifinal picks, I have the St. Louis Blues matching up against the Vegas Golden Knights. This is going to be a hell of a series, but I'm not going to go against Jordan Bennington. I think the guy's the real deal. And even if he does get into trouble, they have Jake Allen. Marc-Andre Fleury for the Golden Knights is getting back up there in age. And like I said, getting Tarasenko back is a complete game changer. Jaden Swartz is playing well. They're stacked on defense. I just think they ride the momentum that they got. They finally put it all together. They didn't lose anyone. And I also think they have a 10 times better coach. So I'm taking the Blues in this matchup. So you got Arizona versus Colorado. And Arizona, luck runs out. They're playing with the big boys. Colorado's just too much talent, too much defense, too much everything. See how Cliff agrees with me on Colorado? Just pointing that They're out. the only team in the West that could actually do something. But... <laughs> Yeah, if Colorado doesn't make it, if they if they get knocked out early, the West is done. Simple as that. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. For my next matchup, I have the Colorado Avalanche versus the Edmonton Oilers. Besides the Oilers and the Blues, those are the only other teams out of the West that I think really have a shot at doing anything. The Oilers, besides obviously Dreisaitl and McDavid, they really don't have a lot of depth, which I think is kind of their Achilles heel. Also, goaltending super shaky, and their defense is super shaky. While McDavid and Dreisaitl can carry them far, I just don't think they're going to have the talent to overcome Landeskog, McKinnon, Rantanen. We all know McKinnon's super good because he trains with Crosby, just saying. And also, people don't realize that the Avalanche have two solid goaltenders. Dumois, this guy came from the Czech Republic his first year playing in the NHL. The guy puts up top five numbers was an incredible fill-in while Grubauer was hurt. Grubauer's coming back, so if they need to go, they can flip-flop goalies, and it really doesn't matter. They have similar stats. And, like I said, with Cole McCarr emerging as one of the top defensemen in the league, they're too stacked. I'm taking the Avalanche. Avalanche, look at you. Yeah, my, I, then I got Edmonton versus Winnipeg. I got Edmonton taking it, making it to the Western Finals. It could, it could happen. I'm not going to say it's I, not. I'm pretty high on Edmonton this year. I I just don't think uh, Winnipeg has the uh, offensive power to get past them. It seems like a pretty simple choice to me, honestly. With <laughs> you're putting offense with offense at that point, you're gonna pick Edmonton. In my opinion, could be argued. We'll see. Like I said, their depth is a little bit of an issue, but McDavid's probably the best player in the league right now, besides maybe McKinnon. Guys, isn't that guy only like 22 years old? McDavid? Yeah, I think he's like 24. 24? Oh, guy's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but honestly, Dreisaitl put up better numbers this year. And if the season would have ended, Dreisaitl would have won the Hart Trophy. Well, listen, sure. if you're going into a game, you're going to focus on McDavid. You're not going to focus on Dreisaitl. Yeah, you got two killers right there. Yeah. And you're, you're going to, obviously, you're going to try and stop McDavid over Dreisaitl, in my opinion. Yeah, you could argue it either way. I mean, Dreisaitl's just You could dangerous. argue it, but it's the exact same, almost the exact same thing, except McDavid's more, uh, more of a veteran now. I mean... But he might have almost he might have more talent. The only thing with McDavid is he's he's a little bit better of a skater. But I think Drysaddle's a better goal scorer. He's on line two, not on line one. One A, one B. Crosby and Malkin. 
All right, Eastern Finals? Eastern Conference Finals. Cliff, who do you got? I got Boston versus Tampa. And as simple as this, if if Boston doesn't face Tampa, they're going to make it to the Stanley Cup Final. Disagree. But if Tampa makes it all the way up to the Eastern Conference Finals, they're going to be on a streak. And like I'd mentioned before, how they are a streaky team. They're going to be on a roll, and there's no team that can beat them at that point. Once they catch their confidence, once they get in their groove, you're just not going to beat them. They're, <laughs> everyone knows they're a streaky team, and if they get hot, good luck. Yeah, but they also, we all know, have a tendency to choke. I mean, this is, sure, I can understand Cliff's argument. I'm proud of him for not being biased here, actually. I was, I'm was i surprised he didn't take the Bruins to win this. It was a tough, tough choice, but... So, look at you actually analyzing a matchup and not and using logic rather like, than your heart. Like I said... First time I've ever seen it from Cliff. Tampa is the First only team that is going to beat Boston. And this dude is the most biased Boston fan I've ever seen in my life. Obviously not. I'm actually impressed that for the first time in his life, he made a pick with his head and not his heart. I try to inform the listeners my honest picks, which I hope they listen because I am undefeated against you. Shut up. We've heard the same (laughs) argument like three times. No one cares. It must suck losing. But see, I I am the ultimate winner. What can I say? Apparently not when you continuously lose. Better at podcasting. Owner of the show. I'm the creative minds behind this entire operation. But not the Cliff, soul. All you got to do is say thank you for letting me come on the show. Thank you for finally letting me have my spotlight. I will thank you for uh, generating more income for me and my family <laughs> by even though, losing. Even though listeners were not <laughs> we're not generating income yet. So for my Eastern Conference picks, I have the Tampa Bay Lightning facing off against the Toronto Maple Leafs. If you paid attention to my bracket, the Maple Leafs have had to overcome some incredible hurdles in this playoff. Obviously, getting past the Bruins. Once they do that, there's really nothing that's going to be able to stop them. They're going to tear up the Lightning in the series. And I think it's going to be close. But with that much momentum, finally getting past their Achilles heel, Boston Bruins, I think they beat the Lightning here. Could be a close series. Like I said, I'm not sold on the Lightning actually making it to the Stanley Cup. They haven't done it since they won it in 2005. I don't think they can get past the mental hurdle. The Maple Leafs can score just as well as the Tampa Bay Lightning. They have just as many superstars. The Lightning might be a little bit better defensively, but I honestly think Freddie Anderson's a better goaltender than Vasilevsky. And we've seen Vasilevsky just absolutely collapse in the big moments. History repeats itself. I'm taking the Toronto Maple Leafs. For everyone that's listening, please, if that matchup happens, do not go against Tampa. It just does not make sense. You they haven't made the Stanley Cup Finals. They lost the last time they're in the Eastern Conference. Finals if you want to listen to a lo- yeah, listen. If you want to listen to a loser, please go ahead. They all know who the real winner is here. They all know who the real winner is by losing. No, because they have a winner at heart. They haven't heard you pick a right pick yet. That's not true. There's been you plenty lose of right every picks. time to me. It's been two picks. And if you're talking about just in-depth sports analysis, obviously I've enlightened the listeners 10 times more than Cliff ever will. He can only imagine to do that. Have you beat me yet? Yes. I'm a better sports analyzer. That's obvious. Cliff's learning how to finally use logic and statistics to make his picks. Congrats. You're finally learning something. And yet somehow, either either you have a mental block with me or I... I just flaps your brain to pick the make the wrong pick to where I win. Not true. How, how does wait, this happen? Just wait and watch the no, Maple no, Leafs go on a run this year. How does this happen? Because no, I know I'm actually listeners, very curious. Listener, listeners, you'll see. 
Just watch the Maple Leafs make their run. That's all I gotta say. Don paid my rent last last month because of the <laughs> amount of lo- losing he did, <laughs> which yeah. is great for me. But I, how, how I'm did concerned. you get a house? How did you get a house that was only a hundred bucks? <laughs> Tell me how that makes sense. Tell me how that makes sense. Shows you how serious we were about the picks. So moving on to the Stanley Cup Finals. Who do you got and who are you taking? Oh, I got Tampa Bay versus Colorado. And this is a simple pick to me. The real finals was Boston versus Tampa. I think that goes to Game 7. I think that's an intense matchup that even if you're not a hockey fan, that you would enjoy just by the intensity that they would provide. If it does happen, it would be a good matchup. I would like to see it as a hockey fan. I can't deny that. See, <laughs> but I don't. I mean, I don't think it's plausible, and it's not going to happen. I'm just saying, well, as a hockey fan, I would like to see it happen. Well, I I got Tampa Bay absolutely destroying Colorado purely just based on talent. Tampa Bay has so much more talent than Colorado. That's just not. It's not even going to be close. The real finals is going to be the Eastern Conference Finals. It, it's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be boring to watch. Colorado loses with ease. You say that, but you have Kucherov, Stamkos, and Point. You also have McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen. That's a toss-up. Look at the numbers. That's Defense, one line. Have, That's one line. Yeah. What What do you do? You think the same players sit on the ice? Yeah. But then the Avalanche. There's four you, lines in hockey. Yeah. No shit, dumbass. You also go through line by line and look. They're evenly matched as it gets. Plus, Cole McCarr is as good as McDonough, even at this early age. The guy's an absolute superstar, and the Avalanche have better goaltending. But anyway, gonna, my Stanley Cup finals. You're going to go against Vasilevsky? Yeah, absolutely. The guy is a choke artist. He's as bad as Rask. Moving on to the Stanley Cup finals, my pick, I have the Toronto Maple Leafs versus Colorado Avalanche. I have the Avalanche taking it all in this one. It's going to be a hell of a series. Oh, the finals. Nathan McKinnon and Landis Gog are better than, are better than Tavares and Matthews. Avalanche easily have the defensive edge in this matchup. They have the goaltending edge. It's going to be a close series overall. Idiot picks Grubhauer over Vasilevsky. And Dumas. You don't even what, know who Dumas is. What idiot picks Vasilevsky over Grubhauer? Look at the statistics this year. Grubauer was a better goalie, and I don't think they're going to play Grubauer. I think they're going to play Dumont. This from is the, the problem that you have. You cannot measure intangibles. Yeah. <laughs> what intangibles has Vasilevsky showed besides choking every single playoff series he's been in? I said, if you want to make a bet, I'm all the way. Uh, or, the Lightning should have never. The Lightning should have never gotten rid of Ben Bishop. He's a ten times better goalie than Vasilevsky will ever be. Disagree. We've seen that. We've seen that in the playoffs happen over and over again. And we're going back to my matchup here. The Avalanche are going to take out the Maple Leafs. To me, what's going to be a close series is going to come down to defense. The Avalanche just have more defensive depth. That's the biggest question mark with the Maple Leafs. Sure, they have some star power, but give up way too many shots per game. McKinnon and the boys are going to tear them up. I'm taking the Avalanche to take it all. Stupid. It's not going to happen. Not even going to, no not one even asked, going to be close. No one, no one asked for your opinion, Cliff. But it's just stupid. Like I, I can't believe that you actually looked at all... And you, you being a stats guy too, which is blowing my mind. Yeah. The Avalanche were the you're... best team in hockey this year. There's no doubt about it. And they have the deepest roster. See, it's a problem. Cannot measure the intangibles and you don't even account for them. Hey, they got, is... they lost, they lost to the Blues last year and they were really young. What you're forgetting is how young their core is. They're now every single year. They're just getting better and better. 
They keep moving yeah. further and further. This they may be the getting they... better, but this is not the year that they win the whole thing. Yes, it on is. On a 24 the playoff only... format. They took, they took the Blues to seven games last year when they played them. The Blues were easily the best team in the NHL playoffs, obviously, as they won the Stanley well, Cup. Well, geez, yeah, I would say that, too, since they won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's what I just said, dumbass. Yeah. But what I'm saying is their core is just getting what older and older. An idiot. How do you speak this nonsense? You have the Avalanche making it to the Stanley Cup, so... The fact that you're trying to say because it's a bad the West pick. is so weak, you cannot have a Western <laughs> yeah. Conference team it winning doesn't. this shit. Yeah, I have the Avalanche taking it all. Just wait and see, folks. Just wait and see. I don't know how you can go against the East. The East has so much more talent. The West is honestly a dumpster. The East, the East does have more talent. The, but the, the West is dumb. Better, the Avalanche are the best team in hockey. Can't argue against it. You can easily argue against that shit. No, that, you can't. no, that that is stupid. We have a call in. To add to the show, trying something different. Listen, this guy's a real loser, by the way. Cliff doesn't even know the guy. He couldn't even make it to the interview. Cliff wasn't here for this interview. Doesn't know him. Like I said, he's just a cocky asshole, so he has no idea what the hell he's even talking about. But please stay tuned. It's going to be a great, entertaining interview for you. It'll be added on to the end of this. Like I said, Cliff wasn't able to make it, which is probably a good thing anyway for entertainment's sake. So Wrong. Bad thing. Apparently the comments. <laughs> the one comment. Congrats. Keep quoting. Pride, pride comes before the fall. Two of them you left yourself. Shows you what type of guy you are. A winner? Absolutely. By commenting on your own podcast. Yeah, that's a real winner status. Let me tell you. I'm excited to announce we have our second caller. His name's Zach Taylor. And no, we're not talking about the Cincinnati Bengals head coach. Needs no intro. We're going to see him as probably the head golf professional at Augusta pretty soon, just judging off his career track record. The fact that he's a Rangers fan is kind of a, a downfall, but other than that, I remember sitting at the golf shop when I was working my internship, and this man literally rifled off the last like 60 years of MLB World Series winners. That's the type of sports knowledge this dude has. So it's my pleasure to announce Zach Taylor. Welcome to the Call My Shop show. Dalton, what's going on, man? Glad to be here. How are you? Oh, hanging in there, hanging in there. Just ready for some more sports to kick back off. We finally get some relief from the COVID now, huh? Yeah, it's it's getting a little bit better. You know, it's going to be weird seeing sports with uh, no fans in the stadium, but it is what it is. Yeah, at least at least we're making some steps, I guess. So I met Zach while doing an internship at a golf club out in Arkansas. And this was, you know, a pretty exclusive club. Not a big deal. Crazy stories. Yeah. Man, we'll, we'll look forward to, you know, seeing what you got to think about my picks. I may talk like a hick, but I feel pretty good about my NHL knowledge. So we'll, uh, we'll let you uh, pick me apart here in a few minutes. Well, here's the thing. we got two Southern boys doing an NHL podcast right now. You know, just proving everyone and all these Northeastern dudes, all these Canadians that, you know, us Southerners know a thing or two about hockey. Though. I just want to start out by asking, you know, kind of, You've obviously worked at a lot of different golf clubs, so you kind of give me a couple of your best stories. One of the crazy stories, so uh, one of the places I worked at was pretty much a resort out west, and, and it had a couple of really nice courses, and uh, and it would pump out, you know, 50, 200, you know, a day. One day, I looked at the tee sheet, and there was the name John Smith on the sheet, and, you know, no offense to anybody named John Smith, but that's a pretty generic name. So I kind of got the feeling that it was going to be somebody. And lo and behold, Roger Goodell walked in with his sunglasses and, and his hat on looking too cool, you know, for school there. And he, he didn't care about anything. He thought that he should be running the world. And he, 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 he just, yeah. I mean, that guy had, is such a twat. So he walked into the golf shop with sunglasses on. 
He certainly did, and his hat on too. Oh, I just that I got nothing. That doesn't surprise me whatsoever. For a man that makes forty million dollars a year, he's such a tool, absolute yeah. douchebag. I guess they got a lot of time to play golf in hell too, where he resides. So, <laughs> uh, one of my other good ones. So, uh, also at that place, the greens fee, you know, just the, the price to play was about one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars a pop. And uh, Ryan Johansson, nice NHL player, super cool guy, came in and played, and he shelled out all four thousand dollars in nice, crisp one hundred dollar bills. I'm talking about he was laying them out like he was. You know, dealing a deck of cards, just rolling them out. That was probably right after he got that big contract in Nashville. <laughs> it may, I think it was, actually, actually. <laughs> uh, my last good story was, I'll just say he's a football coach from the Sun Belt um, Conference. Um, I played golf with him, and I'm from Mississippi. I'm a Bay Ole Miss fan, hotty toddy. And uh, so he gave me about a foot putt, and so I picked it up. And he said, well, you know, I wouldn't have, you know, taken that, but I know how you people from Mississippi are. You don't care about the moral compass of things. You just want the result. And so <laughs> after about two or three of those, I said, coach, I hope you like coaching in the Sun Belt." And he said, why is that? I said, well, that's about as high as your aspirations are going to take you in the head coaching position. And he, and he just loved it. So that, that was pretty cool. That, that was kind of stupid, but it was funny. Yeah, well, as long as he was a good sport about it, you know, he still tipped you well. Hey, that's awesome. Craziest person that I met, honestly, when I was out at that club in Arkansas that we worked at, was a guy by the name of Sir James Bogus. This man, literally everyone that's ever been to that club knows about him. Everyone that works at the club knows about him. First time I met him, he shows up in blue jeans, you know, raggedy t-shirt at the super high-end club. I remember one guy just walked up to him. He's like, hey, Jim, how you doing today? Oh, well, it'd be a lot better if you weren't here. <laughs> and he would Guys. just do that nonstop. And then he literally told one guy when he was sitting out at the refresher cart at the turn, he's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have that snack. You know, you're already looking a little bit overweight today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they ate it up. And I mean, what can you say? The guy's like 68. You can't say anything to him. So they just they all took it funny. To the listeners, I, I just wish you could see this guy. He, he like Dalton said, he's 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 upper seventy, you know, upper sixties, maybe seventy, and and his day consists. Well, he, of, he looks about seventy-eight because he smokes two packs of marijuana. <laughs> his uh, his typical day consists of wake up, go to work at seven a.m., come home at three, play Skyrim, and drink Miller High Life. Yeah, only Till. drinks Miller High Life. He won't drink anything else. Oh goodness! Fine, we got the beer. Do you know? So are they going to end up making a Jim Bogus statue? Do you know? Has that been confirmed yet? Because the last uh, time I talked to him, he told me that, you know, he's going to die at the club and they're probably going to bury him on the 18th green. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have certainly talked about it out. I'm doing my best to get that under construction. So we'll see. So I wanted to get Zach's opinion on this because, you know, he is the Mississippi NHL expert. And I'm hoping the segment sticks so we can have him on as a repeat caller anytime we need some hockey insight. But quickly, there's going to be a 24-team round robin this year. First of all, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I know it's pretty unpredictable already, hockey is. So the fact that we're going to try to predict 24 teams here, I'm very interested to see who you have moving on and kind of who you're liking this year. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are unhappy with the with the format and everything. But, man, I just to be honest with you, I'm just glad we got something to watch. I mean, I, I love it. I think it's going to be sweet. It's going to be weird watching hockey in July. But, uh, hey, let's get it. 
Yeah, there's going to be no stand. There's going to be no fans in the stadium. So it'll be interesting. No home ice advantages. I'm pumped about it. I honestly think the TV viewership is going to skyrocket from this. And who knows, maybe the NHL Players Association comes and negotiates this in the next collective bargaining agreement. Yeah. You know, I, I think teams like the Panthers and the Penguins are really going to benefit from this no fan experience <laughs> just because they're so did used you, to did it. Did you see the recent article on Forbes where the Penguins were ranked number one most passionate fans in hockey? <laughs> First of all, let me say all the times, all the downtime we had at the club were spent, I was spent in the golf shop just arguing with Zach about how great the Penguins were. He tried to plea his case about the Rangers. They were terrible when I was there, so it was a pretty easy argument, but. Yeah. Hey, I got nothing. You won two Stanley Cups. All I'll say is enjoy it. So it's not the run's not over yet. The still <laughs> oh man. Well, you ready to get it in these playoff picks, man? All right, let's hear it. All right. So let me just preface this by saying that it's going to kind of be weird. Um, I know the NHL came out with a formal statement saying that they will reseed after. So if uh, if some things change and my bracket doesn't perfectly line up, pardon, don't sue me. So uh, we'll Our, just... ours doesn't either. I mean, it's it's going to be impossible to pick what the actual matchups are going to be. But yeah, we're just going off what we have right now. That's it. You know, we'll we'll do the best we can. So you know, it, just looking at the uh, the round robin stuff in the East, just starting off at the top, Toronto and Columbus. I think Toronto's just got too much talent. I love Torts, but uh, Toronto's just got more talent. Uh, Penguins, De Les Habitants, um, Carey Price is doing all he can, and I know they've got Philip Deneau and, and Ga- Gallagher. What's that? Carey Price is washed up. Ah, I mean, he, he's, a, he's, he's a fine goalie, but they're, they just, no, no chance. Penguins in five, man, uh, you know, Penguins just overwhelmingly. Uh, next, moving on, uh, Islanders, Panthers. You know, the Islanders play a really good, formal style of hockey. Trunks is a hell of a coach, man. But, but, again, I just think that uh, Andre Barkov and, and – Yeah, they just bore me to death. That's the problem I have with the Islanders. I just think the Panthers there. Um, the, the Hurricanes and the Rangers. Now, I'll just say that before the whole COVID thing, the Rangers were one of the hottest teams in hockey, even with Igor Shesterkin and Pavel Buchnevich's car wreck. Kreider, my boy, CK20, has – you know, it, he's it's possible he's going to come back and play. Uh, Zabinijad, Panarin. I'm taking the Rangers, baby. We're, we're the Panarin signing was good. You know, you're a little bit biased, but I think I can I can see your argument here. They do kind of own the Hurricanes. Uh, what what was that stat you said earlier? Thirty-one of the last thirty-six or something? Yeah, it, it's honestly ridiculous. Uh, moving over to the West, uh, you got uh, the Flames and the Jets. Man, I I was really high on the Flames this year. They kind of disappointed me. I think that uh, Kyle Connor's a beast. You know, you got Line A, you got um, Connor Hellebuck, uh, those guys. So I'm going with the Jets. Um, well, that could be, you know, you have seen Connor Hellebuck out quite a few times. Sure. First of all, yeah. how, how's his golf game? Because I know he's come out to the club a couple times. He's, you know, he didn't have a long uh, offseason, you know, two seasons ago. They made the conference finals and Vegas beat him. But uh, he's not that bad. I think he's a pretty decent golfer, maybe a five or six handicap. Which is which is surprising, you know, for a goalie. You wouldn't think you wouldn't think he's that good. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He he can hit it though. Uh, next, uh, you know, we've got the Oilers, Blackhawks. I'm afraid the days of Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, Stanley Cups are they're at least gone for now. I think the Oilers just too much talent. Uh, 
the Canucks and the Wild. This is the cool one to me. You've got the old, the bunch of old guys, experienced guys in the Wild, and then you got the young guns led by J.T. Miller and Elias Peterson. Guys, I, I think the Canucks are gonna are gonna win this one, man. It, youth and speed. That's a, a that's of always a dangerous combination. Man, a lot of people are high on them. They're good. Predators, Coyotes, Taylor Hall, Phil Kessel. You know, great. A lot of good talent, but I just think the just the depth of the Predators are going to shine. They're going to they're going to move through that. So uh, I'm going to take the Predators there. So moving back over to the East. So that's going to put the number one seed Bruins against my number eleven seed Rangers. I love them to death. I love the Rangers, um, and I do think that it is winnable. But I I just think that uh, and Pasternak and and those guys. I think Boston gets through there. The four and five seeds are going to meet with uh, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, the Battle of Pennsylvania. Well, it'll be uh, a great matchup if that happens. You know, that's always – there'll be blood everywhere. That's how those yeah. matchups go. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty high on Philly. I think – see, this is this one's tough. Um, man, if to me – just because you hate the Penguins? I, I do hate the Penguins. <laughs> um, but I will say, man, it, it would not surprise me one bit if Matt Murray went in that Matt Murray mode, and they just won the Stanley Cup again. But I just don't, you know, I just don't see it happening. So I'm gonna go with Philly there. Um, oh, Zach, I can't believe you're doing this. Uh, Tampa and the Battle of Florida. Tampa and the Panthers. Cream rises to the top, boys and girls. Tampa is too good to not make it past the first round this year. I would have Besides lost the fact that they're the Dodgers of the NHL. I would have lost everything that I had because I would have bet them to beat the blue jackets last year, but I'm making that mistake again. I'm taking, I'm taking Tampa, Uh, the capitals and the Leafs, man. I just don't know. It just seems like that since trots left, the capitals have just been like, eh, I think that, I don't know. Holtby really doesn't. Now don't get me wrong. They're loaded skater department, but I just don't know. I'm going to take the Leafs. I'm going to take the eight C Leafs. So they're, they're due for a breakout. I think. They, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, moving over to the West, we've got uh, the one and nine seed going at it. The Blues and the Jets. Man, the Blues are just good. Tarasenko's coming back. All that depth. Plus, they got Bennington, who has yet to fail. I mean, dude's played out of his mind. What about the Stanley Cup hangover? Real thing? I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, not, I think Everyone's it, not the Penguins, you know what I mean? <sighs> I think it is, but again, I think when you've got just a goalie who is just like, hey, I'll take on all comers, man, you fear no one. So I think that they're going to be – the Blues are going to be another tough out. Jake Dallas Allen actually had a really good year too. Yeah, yeah. Dallas and the Oilers. Yeah, going Edmonton. Dallas is just another one of those teams who always seem to be like we're really good and then just kind of fell out. Uh, kind of a fun fact, the day before the COVID nightmare stuff hit – I was actually in Dallas for the Rangers Dallas game, and we did not catch the COVID. The last regular season game of hockey. Uh, the day before, yeah, yeah. The two and seven seed Avalanche versus the Canucks. Um, love the Canucks, but uh, the Avs are too talented. Uh, man, those guys are good. They're good. Um, it's because McKinnon trains with Crosby. Just saying. Okay, well, I see we're going there. Vegas and the Predators. Man, I I think that Vegas Vegas is tired of underachieving. I think that Flurry 
you know, your your boy Swiss Flurry, as I like to call him. Um, I think that. Paul Famer. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue. He's got two cups. He's got. Does he have three cups? Three. Three cups. Well, I've taken Vegas. I think Vegas is just loaded. So that's gonna leave us with our in the East. We're gonna have Boston and the Leafs. What a surprise! And Everyone Tampa. Wants to see it. And Tampa and Philly. I I just think that Tuka Tuka Rask can be the best goalie in the world, and then he can be the worst. Man, he is he is the biggest head case. I, I'm just I, I'm taking I'm taking the Leafs, man. I think there's just too much talent. I'm just thinking that Tuca's going to get about Boston may be up a game in the series, and then Toronto is going to put six on him, and then just the gates are going to fall in. So I'm going to take Toronto and uh, Philly and Tampa. Takes from the Mississippi hockey expert. Philly and Tampa. Wow, man, this one is tough. I I am going to take Tampa. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, I know they choked last year. Philly has everything. Carter Hart, Kevin Hayes, Sean Couturier, Ivan Provorov. They have a skill all across the board. I just think Tampa is just so good. They will elevate and go to the top. Conference finals. We're going to have a blue and white conference finals in the east. Over in the west, I'm going to take the blues over the Oilers. You know, McDavid and, and Dreisaitl and uh, – they're all world. Nugent Hopkins and Clef Boom are really good, but I just think that the Blues just depth plus Tarasenko is just going to be. I think it's Oilers goaltending is an issue for sure. It is. I think Mike Smith's done a fine job this year, but I, I just don't think that they can. Yeah, I, I don't know. Avs versus the Vegas Golden Knights. A lot of people are going to disagree with me on this, but I'm just not sold. I know, uh, so I know that, uh, how do you say it? Franco, Frank, uh, Franco for Colorado has had a phenomenal year, but I just don't think the guy he is. from the Czech Republic? Yeah, I just don't think he has proved it yet. They may, they may go all the way. I'm going to take Vegas. I think Vegas, um, from top to bottom, you know, they got uh, Mark Stone. Jonathan Marshall show, your boy Matt Pacioretty. I mean, they're loaded. Yeah, I'm glad we dumped them. That's for sure. All right, so that's going to leave us with Toronto and Tampa in the East. Let me preface this by saying that I know has Mitch Marner, John Tavares, and Austin Matthews, as well as another other good boards. Nealander. Fine, but I don't know if he's worth all the money. I'm going to give you one name that nobody ever respects from Tampa. And he, nobody respected him when he was with the Rangers. Ryan McDonough does a better job on the star player than anybody. He held Crosby, Ovechkin, Stamkos, Giroux, Tavares when he was on the Islanders. Ryan McDonough is phenomenal as a shutdown defenseman. Would you agree Rangers with that? Rangers have never gotten rid of him. I, cr- I said that the day they traded him. Would you agree that McDonough has, was always a thorn in Crosby's side? Yeah, he's all right. Uh-huh. He's not bad. Yeah, well, there you go. Ryan McDonough is going to give John Tavares nightmares. And not to mention, what's that other guy? Oh, yeah, Victor Hedman. He can sure play defense as well. I think Tampa. They are stacked. You can't argue against it. Man, and I just think that um, I think that this could kind of be uh, a deal of the Phillies in 2008 when they, or the Penguins in 2009 when the when they got beat in the 
you know, the year before and had all these expectations. And this year they just blow everybody away. So we'll see. Um, Blues Vegas. Blues Vegas. I hate the Blues. I despise the Blues. But I think that they are the cream of the crop in the West. I'm taking the Blues. I think Bennington. Going back to back. Cup finals back to back. Tampa, St. Louis. It all rests with Vasilevsky. But ah, I'll do it. I'm taking Tampa. I'm think I'm saying Tampa wins the whole thing. Stamkos. I mean, I can. The names are there. Like I said, Stamkos, Victor Hedman, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov. Man, these guys are loaded. There is yeah. no way they don't win. On paper, on paper, they should. We'll just see if they can, you know, get over their head. For that, for Tampa, it's really all about the mental game. Just can they can they actually perform in the playoffs? Tell me this: if Leafs, excuse me, if Tampa loses in that first round matchup, whether they play the Panthers or the Islanders, are you firing John Cooper, the Tampa Absolutely. coach? Absolutely. Change it up. <laughs> Look at how many head coaches have been fired in the NHL in the last two years. You know, at one point this year, the Leafs fired Babcock and and Tampa was kind of struggling. I would lightning to bring in Mike Babcock and just run the table. We could see it. And then Vegas fired their head coach and hired uh, Peter DeBoer. That's right. They fired Gerard Gallant. And look at how good they did after they fired him. Yeah. They shouldn't have. Sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it it gives them a spark, man. You know, I just got to say, Zach, it's a little bit embarrassing that, you know, in your own league and in my first year playing fantasy hockey that I would have just taken you out and taken the championship in your own league. It was obvious. I had all the right players. You know, it was going to be a broomstick sweep. But unfortunately, that didn't get to play out due to COVID nineteen. But <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you could, yeah, I guess you could say second place deserves a trophy. But sure, Dalton, that's fine. <laughs> um, what do you do when you don't finish? You take whoever has the highest points in the playoff games. I just happened to come out on top. Dalton was number two. Congratulations! Yeah, but I had a higher, higher regular season points. Now, not everyone can be a fantasy hockey guru like me. Well, anyway, Zach. It was good catching up with you, bud. Thanks for coming on the show. Hopefully we can have you back sometime. And, you know, after maybe we'll do a NHL playoff recap, see who was right on these picks. And it was good catching up. Yeah, just uh, just make sure you have my check in the mail. And right, it was good talking to you. Take care. All right, you too. Bye. Hey, Cliff, I uh, just want to let you know, bud, you don't have to worry about a Boston Cup run. So uh, just go ahead and get ready for a little Red Sox failure. But anyway, that wraps up this episode of Calling My Shots. So stay tuned for more killer content. Bye.